Hello and welcome to What A Way To Make A Living, the podcast where we talk to people working creatively about what they do for a living and why. I'm Deb Rocher and I'm Amelia Liuzzi. This is a conversation with Katerina Bianchini, founder of London-based creative studio Nari. We talked to Kat about starting a business, working for yourself and women in senior creative roles. Yeah, because um, the, the mic's there, there and it's on. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. How's How it going? I'm good, yeah. How are you guys? Yeah, good, man. Just I've never been beer. here. Oh, never. No. It smells it's so good inside. Yeah, it does. It's yeah, we haven't ordered any food yet, but I'm definitely going to get a slice. Are you? Yeah. What do you... What? Have you so you haven't been to Home Size Talk? No. Well, let us take you through the menu. Yeah. It's very... It's, it's, that's what they say. is Caterina Bianchini, which most people get wrong a lot of the time. What do they say? They say Catalina. Catalina! Or... It's like Catalini beans. <laughs> Catalini beans. <laughs> I love that. What's the worst mispronunciation you've ever had? Oh, I don't even, like, it's sometimes, like, the word, like, what they write, because it's, like, a lot of letters. I'm actually realising how annoying my email is. Because it's, it? like... Like, well, my full name. So it's Katerina just so long. So, like, think about typing that on your phone. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's a, a recipe for spending Yeah. So, Katrina Bianchini Studio is our current name. Um, and we are a graphic design uh, studio. We like to call ourselves an art and design studio because we base a lot of our concepts on art. Yeah. Um, and we base a lot of what we do on art and we try to, like, build everything into more of a sort of creative process that aligns itself more with the creative process of art rather than design. That's, so that's interesting. That's doing. not a question I have written down, but I'm going to ask you about that later. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, that's cool. So, and then, yeah, so that's for it. But yeah. we work primarily in, like, fashion, music, yeah. Um, fashion, music, and the arts is our yeah. three sort of like primary sectors yeah. at the moment. I mean, we're still very early doors, so yeah. And maybe what kinds of like clients and stuff have you like worked with? Just so for people to kind of contextualise what you've been doing. So recently, we've worked with the V&A Museum in London. We've worked with Nike, Reebok. Levi's, Diesel, and then we also still love working with like smaller scale clients because they allow us to have a bit of fun um, and also express ourselves more creatively. So we try to like work with them as much as we can um, so that we can have that sort of creative freedom and that creative expression and not have to always be working to like massive brand guidelines or whatever. Yeah, so you say, you say we. How, who works with you? What's the setup? So at the moment we are a team of three. Okay. So we have a strategist, me, the creative director, and Nadia, who is our designer. Okay. Uh, but then we can grow from like three to five to sometimes even like 
seven depending yeah. on the project that's in so our core team is three and at the moment because we're still sort of working things out and like building up um what we're going to do is oh pizza yes <laughs> thank you thanks Vegan mush. Thank you. Thank you. Enjoy. Vegan mush. We just got, got pizza. <laughs> um, but yeah, so what we try, what we do at the moment is we kind of work with um sort of structure that when we have a project in, specific project, we'll get in one of like our sort of trusted freelancers yeah. and work with them. And we're quite specific, I suppose, about the people that we work with. It's usually people that have a really good typographic background oh, yeah. or maybe um have worked with like art institutions or music institutions so more like i'd say culturally culturally focused rather than design focused oh okay well branding yeah. yeah we do a lot of branding yeah but it's yeah. i don't necessarily like look for that yeah, be, yeah yeah so did so you started the business yourself yes so i started the business the business has been like fully running as an actual studio for just over one year. Congratulations. Which is crazy, That's yeah. Huge well done. Yeah. <laughs> but then I've kind of been like working behind the scenes for like yeah. like absolute ages. Like I've yeah, been yeah. designing for nearly six I six or seven years. I can't even yeah, yeah. I don't even know. Like six or seven years. And then worked in big branding studios. Then I sort of came out of that, went into freelancing, and then from freelancing have just like slowly built up the studio so yeah how but how did that happen like how did you start a business um, only because I didn't know, think about like, it I think much. we were we were chatting about this and I'm like just like how do you how do you start this thing or does mm. it just does it just start organically do you just get approached by people and then you're like wait a minute I should probably make this a business rather than just freelancing for them and then oh actually there's a lot of work that's coming in now we need more people and then it just grows like that I like so with me it was never like I never have ever in my whole life really like had a plan so even when I was like a kid I didn't have like I want to be this when I grew up I was just like I'm going to leave school early I'm going to do this thing then I'm going to do that thing then I'm going to like they were all like focused around music and creativity yeah but it was never like an actual conscious decision and then I suppose it was like working in these big studios I just always felt like I didn't agree with the work that was getting put out. I was just like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to align myself with this. So yeah. why am I spending and like using yeah. my ideas on this stuff that I don't want to align myself with? That yeah. then ends up getting watered down into some weird thing, you know? Yeah. And then from that, like, started freelancing, tested out a lot of other studios and like different sort of things. And then I was still just felt like I just always had this real, real need and sort of like passion to have things my way and like do it my way or yeah. I just felt like think like these they weren't taking enough risks and I suppose that's what our studio definitely does is we're always the wild card even working with people like the VNA you know yeah. we are always the wild card on that pitch and I think it's because people want to see how they can push stuff if yeah. they want to so I suppose that was what drove me to it was just this like real need and like want to like do things differently and also I just I'm better working for myself than I'm working for. <laughs> See, that, like, that's so interesting because that takes so much confidence. Like, but it, I just it, never is thought it, about it. Is that what it, it is? Or? No, yeah, like, no. the weirdest thing is, like, I never ever actually thought about it. Like, I never thought, I sat down and said, right, in three years, I'm going to have a company that has worked with these people. In one year, I'm going to have, you know, it was never ever conscious, planned, 
anything. Mm. And I know that most people would be like, that's kind of annoying. But then it's also just like a pure and utter like drive and like excitement for what I do. Yeah. So like this like always wanting to do more, always wanting to push more uh, and always wanting to almost like prove that I had this thing inside of me and like yeah. to show, because I, I suppose when you're working in companies, you're always working alongside loads of other people and so many people above you and you have to work in there for such a long time until you get to like a creative director role. And I just always remember thinking like, I just can't, be here like I've got too much of my own want and need to do this and I need to just kind of like try and express that in a different way yeah so that probably drove me to doing that but yeah. it was not a conscious thing it was just a, a general like like hunger for yeah. it yeah because yeah you'll keep going I was just gonna say like you've obviously also like I know just from knowing you how much you're interested in music and you worked at Boiler Room for a while and you've done a lot of music posters and stuff do you think that like the freedom that that stuff brought outside of like working for studios did that like help contribute to I don't know things like building and gaining like momentum yeah I think definitely it showed me that, so what I used to do was like make posters and then I put them on Instagram and people would kind of like start commenting or start liking. So I basically, again, that was just a test. I was just like, I'm going to put a bunch of stuff up and see if people actually like it. And then loads of people started like commenting and liking it. So then I was like, maybe I should just turn my Instagram, my personal Instagram, into a place where I can also showcase my work. And that was like really, really at the, at the beginning. And then that's what I started to do. And then I just saw that people were actually interested in it. So that probably drove me to do more and to like figure out more things that people were interested in and what they were interested in and then showcase that. Yeah, and I think that what's really nice about like music communities is that people are quite comfortable like with rating like each other and bigging each other up and Mm. saying, oh, I like this, oh, this is really sick, you know, and that kind of thing. Whereas maybe like just plain old design blogs and stuff like that I don't know in my experience like Mm. working for companies where you're trying to get stuff into like design blogs it's not I don't know the love isn't always there it can be slightly more 100% yeah um whereas I just remember when you started putting out those music posters and it was people were like loving the design but they were also like connecting with the artists and the type of music and I think that there was some sort of like um, I guess like energy going on there and that was quite nice well, yeah. I think that's cool because it kind of links into you know, what you said before which I've never really thought of as well as like that it's you're kind of trying to be in between art and design and like music kind of sits in that art category mm. doesn't it and bringing in those artistic influences and stuff Yeah, you know I think that's really cool I, I think something as well we were chatting about yesterday we were talking about you and what I was getting is it like at the beginning when you were doing all of those posters and getting things out there on Instagram and now even you're just constantly making stuff and like even when you started on your own just making so much stuff and like you put out that book last year and like like it's in, like it's impressive the amount of work that you do and you're so prolific in that where does that come from yeah, apart from that you know the idea of that being an agency and like needing to kind of push out and do your own stuff like what is the where do you go like oh I'm just going to keep doing stuff I think it's just because well like now I've taken like quite conscious decision to stop posters just because it uses up like loads of creative energy and I just feel like I need to focus a bit more on the studio 
but I still feel that need to like continue to produce that much work. Yeah. So even in the studio, we totally max ourselves out for like three people. It's like insane. Like we've always got like big or small. We're always like either pitching, having meetings about new project possibilities or doing work and delivering work in like crazy timelines as well. Yeah. Um, and I see like the need for like that. It's just a general like, I mean, it sounds so soppy, but like a general like love for it. Yeah. So it's like, I'll see something that inspires me. So then I'll be like, I want to try that on the next project that we do in the studio. Yeah. And that could be like, even from a piece of art or like a plant or anything, literally. Mm. It's, I'm not talking like seeing design. I actually try and avoid looking at design like blogs, yeah. like a lot. We like we do not take any reference from stuff like that right. in the studio if we take reference from anything it's like more like photography okay. fashion yeah. uh, art it's never you will never see a mood board in the studio of like actual graphic design right. the only thing would be typography mm. but it would never be like another studio's graphic design work ever yeah, right. and I think that a lot of studios do do that but is anyway, that to like keep it fresh just not get lost in it like do what we want to do that's like the whole ambition of the studio it's like our vision not yeah. somebody else's that we're then trying to copy because that's doing well on Instagram yeah, this yeah, month yeah. like I think we just always want to just do our own thing and I think Instagram itself like I actually like the, the people I follow on Instagram it's definitely more like fashion I'd say focused and like mm brands like fashion brands that are doing interesting cool stuff mm. than it is design there's like a few few design agencies that I like love but they also kind of do quite a similar thing it's never like big big corporate like design like mental like pentagram or yeah. these sort of like churning out like design houses yeah. it's more uh, like small time even sometimes students just that are mm. doing interesting stuff yeah, yeah. that isn't like trending or whatever yeah yeah mm. I'd love to know how it feels to um, basically wake up every morning and know that you have your own business and you now have overheads and shit that you actually have to answer to and deal with. How's that been? Um, So stressful. (laughs) Oh, my God. Right. So basically, because I didn't really think about anything before, it's just been (laughs) the most stressful experience. I am literally learning every single day something new about like tax about like usage rights about I mean honestly like no and I I believe every studio starts like that there's no way you would ever know everything there is no way unless you're working with someone who or you're partnering with someone who's done it already like every day you just throw us a new challenge of like everything I mean even things like trademarking copyright your work like how you run it as a studio like why you use if, what name you use as a studio yeah. like there is so many bits to it um but i would say like one thing that you do don't have is that feeling of your time not being your own yeah so i think when you work for someone else you will always inevitably on a sunday feel a wee bit like oh god work tomorrow like like to various degrees okay mm. like some people really enjoy their job so it's like that's not that bad but you're still like oh god I've got work tomorrow yeah whereas like that thought never comes through my brain because it's just my life so it's not and we are we run like properly like it's like a a structured day start at half nine finish at 5 30 but we don't really like it's not 
it's not just it's just not the same it's just totally different yeah no i can resonate with that like this idea of like your time being you're old because i think that that's kind of the way that you think when you are working for somebody else i mean i don't know anything otherwise but you are like oh i'm on company time so i should be doing x y z you know Mm -hmm. um and i think that adds like a sort of subconscious pressure which like I don't mind and like I'm okay with but I can also imagine it being quite liberating to maybe not have that because you know that your time's like your own I guess in that way um does that like sort of pressure you to work longer than that 5 30 or how do you actually kind of make sure that you've got a life outside of what you do is there ever the feeling like it's on my time and like I can also that's like definitely waste like, it? yeah well no no never that Ooh. it's actually never that I would say you work so hard because it's all on you yeah so you are like I don't if I'm being totally honest like, I don't really have like like I have weekends in, in the sense of I have time off but I'm always thinking about what work so you don't take weekends off like you know if you go on a holiday and you're working for someone you're like my email's off I am not looking at that and I'm yeah. gone for two weeks that doesn't exist when you run your own company because you can't do that it's your company so <laughs> you can't just be like everything's closing for two weeks and that's it like you just can't do that and not until you are like up and running as like a fully functioning like 50 yeah. person agency or whatever you know yeah. where you've got people standing in for you um, it's a like take a toll it does yeah because sometimes you're like is this like you give this thing everything and then you're like is it worth it because you're like if I just go in and work with companies that I respect and look up to where I could go in and work as like anything you know and actually go in and be a part of their team I sometimes think maybe that would be so much easier (laughs) I'm like thinking about it as I'm saying it (laughs) yeah because it's a lot it's so much it's so much but it's like every like I can't tell you how and I suppose as well it's like an age thing so like I'd assume like maybe people who have more and I hate saying that but like life experience might find it coming into it at like say age of 35 40 easier to set up your own company because you understand everything you know you've been through everything you've worked in a company probably for 10 years or between companies for 10 years and you've then taken all that knowledge and used it to then build this thing whereas like with me I just went straight into it I don't like I I have like one mentor yeah great who is just like a creative director who I really look up to and it's more it's more just like if I have a question I can ask him a question it's not really like shadowing or like proper like mentorship in the sense of it's a bit of support but it's a bit of support but that's literally it so and you just can't even employing people like you need to understand that's a person's life yeah I think because I think that's 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 a huge that's a huge thing on me yeah Yeah. because I think there's two things I want to ask you one around like yeah your own boundaries that you set for yourself I've been listening to a lot of Brene Brown (laughs) and Brown boundaries no do you know anyway um so like (laughs) she's brilliant Anyway, um, Who is it? Brene Brown. She's, oh my god, I will tell you about this later. But anyway, like that idea of not having boundaries with when you start a business and that you like it's your whole life and it takes over. But I also think you're talking about like staff. It's interesting because now you're employing people, and you know that the motivation that you have is that it's it's your business. Like, have you thought around um, maybe? 
incentives for those people or like or like ways that you can kind of involve the people that you work with as like more collaborative rather than you know this the same the same system as other agencies or or things like working hours do you think you know um because the creative process is so so So, random so you have to sit there for four hours maybe you have one hour of good ideas have you thought around that stuff yeah so basically we say like half nine to half five yeah but actually we have like no rigid system Mm. so if for instance Nadia's just like listen I just can't get into this today I'm like that's fine just like as long as the work gets done we we just like do not care at all so and I found that so like hard in studios because obviously when you're paying someone money you want the best out of them yeah so you have that part of you, the business head, but then you also have the, I've been here and done that, and it doesn't work. Yeah. So you have that head as well, and it's like juggling the two. So I'll often say, for instance, if someone stays late, just come in late the next yeah. day. I'd rather you have sleep, catch up, then come in and feel like you can do this, yeah. rather than sitting at your computer, which we've all done, I am sure, for like three hours in the morning, just being like, I cannot do this until I've at least had lunch. Yeah. Had lunch and then be like, now I'm exhausted because I've just eaten lunch. Yeah. And then you go home. So yeah. like, like, and I'm, I, because I've lived through that, and I, I suppose because I'm a bit younger, yeah. in the realm of creative directors, mm. and well, actually, probably not even for business owners, like not yeah. that much younger, but just because I've experienced it, I totally understand that. And I, and that is something like we honestly, we say, this is when I'm in, I'm in from this time often later than 5.30 yeah. you do what you want to do but that's when I'm here mm. and as long as you get what you want done you have enough time with me in terms of like talking through things and like you know as like going through what you've created yeah. I don't care when you come in I think that's a really good mentality and I mean it though it as well yeah. I exactly think, when you actually mean it because you know when people say that but, and then they, they really, no, they really don't mean it really yeah. whereas like I, it's so nice to know and you can tell when somebody does mean it because it means that when you turn up the next day like yeah. nothing you know it's just as if nothing Nobody ever cares. happened yeah. Nobody it cares. kind of like you can feel it though, yeah. I think comes a little bit down to trusting who you're working with as well mm, yeah that's true like and, and i think if you're really trusting those people that you work with and if it's a small team then you can be like if you're going to come in a bit later or you're going to stay a bit later you know i understand that you're actually doing the job or i understand mm. that you actually yeah. need that I, I must admit it definitely that definitely applies i, I, I suppose that mentality to smaller teams yeah. I'd imagine when you've got a huge workforce it's important you just have to do that for the sake of like synchronicity synchronicity yeah. and just like making people and teams work because yeah. obviously yeah. everyone is totally different so if you had like 30 people <laughs> if you had like 30 people and then you pull them all in and one person likes to sleep until midday one person is up at 6 yeah. eight. it just that's why yeah. those working hours exist but Absolutely, whilst yeah. like I even actually said this out to the studio today I was like for as long as we can let's just milk these like smaller projects which sounds crazy right mm. yeah but like let's just enjoy these while they last because there will come a time where we've grown where we need to get bigger premises where our overheads are more than what they are now yeah. and we're just going to have to sell out a little bit in the yeah. sense of we're going to probably have to do more of like the client work and what the client wants than pushing our ideal and everything. Do you have to do that? You don't have to, but I think if you want to get the bigger, bigger jobs, actually 
okay and like kind of lift you up and allow you to I suppose invest in more designers or like yeah. more people to yeah. grow the team to make the team yeah. better and bigger um you probably do you have to I think you have to kind of level it out somewhere but then in saying that I don't ever want I've my vision for the studio is to never get massive like I don't want it to ever be an enormous thing I really want it to always feel like people who are really like good friends first and foremost and second of all just all really care about what they're doing yeah. and I suppose like even our small little group of three at the moment even when we work with freelancers they're exactly the same like everyone yeah. really cares about what they're doing and how they're building it and how they're pushing it so I would never want to get to a stage where you don't know someone's name that's in the kitchen or something, yeah you know I don't know yeah that must feel like that would be weird. No, it would like, be weird. So, but um, I suppose it probably does happen, though. I bet you, like, it would. Like, if you wanted yeah. it to. If you wanted to push it, and you could. And I think that's just our things just getting so busy that mm. it's kind of, you know, it just happens, mm. right? Um, I was going to ask about, you touched upon, like, age. Um, I'm going to eat my in terms pizza. Of, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm eat your pizza, by I'm really having a little bit. Be <laughs> <laughs> I literally have absolutely chomped on mine because I wasn't... Uh, chatting. Um, what was I going to say? Was, age. Oh, yeah, so about age. Um, mm. In terms of being, like, fairly young, in terms of owning a business, mm. I don't feel like that, and I think it's pretty proven that age has, like, minimal relevance on, like, how people mm. can, like, deliver in mm. terms of, like, creativity and in terms of a business. I think we've all got enough experience in the industry to not be, like, thrown off by, like, youth in terms of your output. Yeah. But what I am interested in is, like, does it feel really young to have this ever responsibility in terms of like socially like with with your mates and like with the stage that you're at in your life like does that ever come up because I'm sure like you know the rest of your friends aren't all owning businesses well, that's interesting. Yeah. Does that come up? I'm really sorry. There's like a guy over there who's ordered one of those massive pizzas by himself. <laughs> and I probably shouldn't have gone for it. Shouldn't we? I think we were being a bit Should timid. Should we go and talk to him? <laughs> <laughs> Why would um, podcast? I would say, like, honestly, I actually just avoid talking about work unless someone asks me about it because yeah. I just think, and even I would be like this, it is impossible to, like... It is impossible to understand what running a business is like until you run a business. Yeah. Because people used to say it to me, and I would just be like, yeah, yeah, yeah calm down. Like, yeah. I'm a really hard worker, and I can do loads of work in, like, a really short period of time. <laughs> and I'd be like, you're so condescending. And then I'd just be like, I'm really busy too. You know, like, that sort yeah. of, like, fight yeah. with your mates, where you're like, I'm busy, and they're like, no, I'm busy. Yeah. Like, I do feel like it's a little bit like that sometimes. I don't think anybody means to, to do, do it. it. Like, the no. culture of working in London is that you sort of see people, and you're like, how have you been? They're like, oh, busy. Yeah, busy. Just so busy. Work. <laughs> And it's like, it's, and, but I do it every bloody time. Mm. And it's just because you can't, you don't really necessarily want to like, want to go into mm. the exact like minutiae of your day, but also you just need to like get across that like you've been doing a lot. A lot, yeah. <laughs> um, so I'd say yeah. like, I, it's something I must admit, I do not bring up. Like I, I unless asked, I will like divulge. And some mm. of my mates are super interested in it. But really... I just, I try not, even like family, like I think it's really hard to explain how intense it actually is because I suppose it's like, you're not just 
thinking, having to come up with like ideas every day, mm-hmm. and you're also having to manage people every day. Then yeah. you're also having to think about every single business expense and how to run that business. Yeah. Then all the accountancy that a lot runs alongside that. Then also the fact that you're employing people and that's actually their lives and they're working for you. And you're like, oh my god, <laughs> like you know, yeah. it's so much like on a daily basis that runs through my head that it's like actually I'm because like, I still do loads of design because we're small so hopefully in like the the grand scheme of things that will eventually start to like tail off a little I still always want to do design but in terms of like more like setting direction and being able to sort of like actually properly manage people but at the moment it's just like my head's like constantly going with like all these things all these thoughts yeah and then trying to explain that to somebody when you're sitting down for like a drink it's, it's it's literally impossible like yeah. you just and then without also sounding condescending or really big-headed because mm. people are just like oh god you're just talking about yourself and it, you know i just i'm sure I people aren't, I feel, aren't thinking that but i yeah, know what you mean yeah. when you're trying to yeah, yeah. you're trying to like, yeah i get when you're it. just having a chilled drink you don't want to start going into like yeah your accountant George, yeah. <laughs> doing your head Aww, in. Yes. <laughs> yeah, George, George doesn't miss that. <laughs> George isn't saving me any money, so now I can't buy any clothes. <laughs> I'd say there's one thing that annoys me, mm. which is kind of, I always feel, so I always feel like in the creative agency, like industry, there is a real sort of lack of like women in actual like design or authoritative positions. And I would say that 100%. Like I have worked in design studios like previously. I don't know. I mean, it might have changed in the past. Like, I mean, I've been... Well, my, I've been doing my own thing for like nearly four years now so yeah. but I just always remember like going up and asking like the project manager about themselves or whatever or finding out eventually that they used to be like a designer but had just ended up in the project management role yeah. or you go into these studios and I mean I can literally count on like I've actually never ever worked in a studio that is run by women they're, they exist. They do exist. Yeah, I worked in one for a while. Yeah. yeah. And there's, like, some I love that are run by women. But um, I just always find that that's, like, a bit of a, a thing that people just don't seem to talk about. Like, if you look a lot at, like, the design industry, like, I feel like women do get pushed into, like, the more, like, admin-based roles. And that also could be up to them and, like, what they actually want. Like, I'm not blaming anyone for that. But I do think it's, like a time where it would be nice to see more women in authoritative positions or high up on design boards. Yeah. I think, yeah. Not I... just being MDs because that's what they all seem to be. So it's like a, a panel of like three men who are all creative directors and then a woman who's also, you know, part of like the, the top four people, but she's always the MD or something. I don't know. What's an MD? Like a managing director. What is that role? It's, it's like admin, more admin. Sort of operational. So you look after the how the business runs, basically. Yeah. 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 Interesting. But often people will come from like a senior role and it can be anything. They could come from like any senior role in a yeah. creative business and you could become the managing director. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think, yeah, it's, I kind of feel you on that too. And um, 
something that we talked about and I think we're probably going to do a different podcast about as well is like Asian designers as well mm. and like and you know what's the path now like I'm I'm the senior designer and my path is is what do I continue and I do design director creative director within a large agency or do I start my own thing like I think it's 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 interesting about those paths towards kind of different roles and what's available to you I do think the industry is changing I, I kind of I have faith that the industry is changing in terms of having more diversity in, in those like creative direction roles and I think it is going that way but I don't know what, I think maybe that's something we can like keep thinking about what Definitely. what is what is putting it off I know I think it's slow I think yeah. this is the issue is that I would like to see things just getting a bit faster because there's so much out there that is promoting yeah. the idea of things being far more equal but yeah. there's not so yeah. much like we're not acting like fast enough and I think that that's just like yeah. a sort of you know, kind of problem with society yeah. even if we just think about like the climate related stuff that's going on at the moment it's like I listened to a talk the other day and one of the points that they were saying on there was like yeah this is all very well and good but things just aren't happening fast enough yeah. like the doing is not happening and I yeah. just wonder like sometimes we are really good at talking about stuff and then the doing then gets harder to put into action yeah. and I think that people are only you know people by themselves making decisions when you know most of the time I think it's really hard mm, to yeah. make those like systemic changes yeah well I, I think that's and that's what it is too and that's what's really exciting about you running a business and what's like goes back to that last question of like what are you going to do for your staff like what for your sorry for employees and people that work with you like you can change that I know and I think with like the women thing I totally agree I think it is it's progressing it's getting talked about that's 100% but still it's like almost I I don't know what it is but I have had like men tell me I'm a good designer for a girl I'm sure like you've heard that before second of all I've had like men looking over my shoulder and being like oh you're gonna you're gonna do it like that but maybe that's just because in the studios I worked in they were male dominated so that was the person I was working with it wasn't necessarily a gender thing like absolutely but I do think it's just like time that women just get a bit more like confidence they don't question stuff so much I think that's what it is it's like and that's kind of why I think we really wanted to get you on here. It's that fearlessness. It's that like I don't know what I'm doing. Well, I can't. I know what yeah. I'm doing, but I'm just no, gonna believe me. I'm just gonna <laughs> go for it and, and do it and have yeah. that like self confidence. Yeah. And I think that's that's part of it. Like we have to, we kind of have to be those fearless people in those Definitely. situations and trust our instincts when it comes to commanding responsibility and control over things and saying actually you know what trust me because I can do this listen whatever your bias is I can. yeah women are so powerful like literally like I genuinely mean that and I know that this is like this whole thing that may be trending at the moment but like women are so powerful it's like insane and I swear to god like there these things have been put in place to just like chill us out because they know how powerful <laughs> we have like superpowers believe me and this things have been put in place <laughs> but I believe that I really do and I just think it's about like just who cares like I've had like things go out like under the studio's name where people have been like the kerning is awful on this and I'm like oh do you know what get out of my face like this is like something like there's a tiny little project we've just had fun with it and it's something that we're doing we don't want to do things by like the graphic design 
book or yeah. by like and obviously we do like mainly typography so it was a bit of a hit but it was it was more in the sense of like come on like bear it was like a tiny 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 thing but like some like graphic design like who thought he was like some sort of graphic design head like came in and was like uh, like bashing it or whatever and you're just a bit like god just like go away like and allow us to just be doing this thing and like showing people that they can do this thing if they want to and like push it like push what you want to do and express that and 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 just do it just be fearless about it yeah thank you for listening to what a way to make a living big thanks to kat for taking the time out to talk to us we'll put links in the show notes so you can check out the work of her studio we want to hear from you who would you like to hear from what would you like us to ask people about? Follow us on Instagram at Waterway Podcast or send us an email, waterwaytomakeapodcast at gmail.com. Our theme music is by Fames. See you next time. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>